Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. My name is Jennifer Dixon, and today we're going to stay right inside of the asana or physical yoga practice as we talk about, discuss a little bit more asana. So stay tuned and maybe try something new. Take care and don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Hi there, my name is Jennifer Dixon with Thrive Yoga and Wellness and Thrive Online. And today we're going to talk about Vekasana, crow pose. I like to think that this is kind of like the gateway pose to all things inversions. When you're first starting out with your yoga practice, this will more than likely be one of the very first times you get to play with putting all of your weight into your hands and not in your feet. So before we get started, I definitely want to make sure that you have a good foundation and knowledge and strength in your chaturanga, your yoga push-up. If you are not quite sure if you've got the strength and that foundational uh, musculature, if you will, definitely go. I will put some links to our chaturanga tutorials and make sure that you understand how to do a chaturanga safely because guess what? If you can do your chaturangas, your yogi push-ups safely, then you'll be able to do a crow. But if you can't do those chaturangas and you try to do crow pose, you could injure your shoulders, your elbows, and your wrists because honestly, they're not used to holding up all of the weight, right? Our legs are. So when you are looking at getting into your crow pose, if you notice, I have a couple of blocks. I have a yoga bolster and a block. So I have some props. If you have props, awesome, but you don't need them. Oftentimes, at least for me and what I've seen in the classes is, Folks can be just scared, period, because you feel like you're going to face plant into the ground. Now, granted, you're not going to face plant that far. But for me, that whole height differential was was so scary getting into the crow. So if you have a block or a bolster, awesome, grab it. If you don't, that's okay, too. If you've got a big couch cushion, you can go ahead and grab that, too. So first thing we're going to do is you want to make sure that your shoulders and your hands and your wrists are nice and warmed up so you can kind of Go ahead and shake your wrist around. Maybe you move through some circles. You can do some finger stretches one at a time. These are great, actually. They're great anyways when your wrist is kind of sore. And maybe you've done some flows, a few chaturangas. Also, you kind of want to have your hips be nice and open. So uh, maybe hanging out in malasana squat or yogi squat is a good op option and alternative for you to help to get those hips used to the idea of being so close into your body. This can actually be quite challenging. So if your shoulders are nice and warmed up, your wrists are nice and ready, and your hips are nice and ready, to get into crow pose, you're going to want to have your hands about shoulders width distance apart, fingertips wide. Think about jazz hands. You want to take up some real estate inside your hands. Remember, your palms are like your feet, right? So you want your whole palms, all of your hands, pressing into the ground. Now, you have a couple of options to do your crow pose. The first one I'm going to demonstrate is where my knees are high up onto the triceps. Now, in a flow class, your elbows are going to be bent, and you're just happy to get your knees somewhere onto those triceps. You look forward, you lean forward, you maybe play with one foot up, then the other foot up. Eventually, you'll get to the point where you can straight your, straighten your arms, but at first, you just want to have bent arms. You just want to be playing with maybe lifting and lowering one foot, and then you'll start to work on squeezing. 
Alternatively, you can have your knees to the outsides of the triceps as well. This is often the crow that a lot of athletes go to at first because guess what? You get to use your inner thighs to help squeeze your arms together, which also helps take some of the um, pressure and weight off. It'll help to stabilize you. So you're going to enter into it exactly the same hands pressing into the ground, like five fingers separated, making up, taking up some space, raise the hips up, shoot the elbows back, bring the knees to the outsides of those triceps, squeeze the triceps a whole bunch, look forward, lean forward, maybe you play with lifting one or both feet. Now, if you're like, holy moly, that's never going to happen. Let me show you some little tips and tricks that you can do. So one thing that I was taught very early on is you go ahead and you get started on a block. So you take that block towards the middle of your, your mat and you go ahead and you put your feet right there on the mat, the block that's on the mat, and then you sit down low again. Guess what? Those knees are already onto your triceps, right? So you're basically in crow already. Again, you can have those knees to the outsides of the triceps to help squeeze the arms together, leaning forward, looking forward. Remember, if you look down, you'll fall down, so always look forward. Or you can have the knees high onto the triceps like this, and then you play with maybe just raising one toe and then the other. Guess what? The fact that your toes are here on the block you are in crow pose already, right? Now, you can do that same thing with a bolster. Grab your bolster or your couch cushion. Go ahead and stand on it and then plant your hands down. Again, look, you're in this already ball squat, right? You're in this tiny little ball position, which sets you up perfectly to come into your crow. You lean forward with your knees on your triceps, either squeezing or balancing. Now, when you're first starting out, your back's probably going to be flat, and you're just praying. You're like, oh, man, I hope I can do this. I hope I can do this. Over time, you'll be able to round a little bit more. You think cat back some. That's going to engage the core a bit more, engage a little bit more of your back and shoulder muscles, and make it be a more stable practice. Now, if you are anything like me, the idea that your face is looking at the ground is scary as all get out. I had a really hard time getting over this crow fear. In fact, I don't like inversions, period. So this is why I'm trying to work on them now. So something that you can do, I wouldn't recommend doing this if you have like a bad neck injury, but if you, you're fairly strong and you have a fear of falling, this is how I learned how to get my crow. My shoulders were strong enough to hold me. My core was strong enough to hold me, but I was just afraid. So what I did is I went ahead and put a bolster in front of me. You can also do this with a block. And then I just set my head on the bolster. I was like, okay, I can't fall anywhere if my head just starts there. My knees are on my triceps. My hands are shoulders width distance apart, taking up some space. And then I played with picking up one in both feet. Now, that got me to the ability to understand what muscles are working where. Now, as soon as you can get into this crow with your head on the bolster and you're holding it, you start to roll your head forward, so the top of the head to the forehead, and then you pick up 
and then you have your crow pose. And it's a little less scary, at least it was for me, because I started out with my head not planting <laughs> into the ground, like my head was already there, right? So I couldn't go anywhere. And then it taught me to use my upper body, my upper back and my shoulder muscles a little bit more to keep that weight off. So that's another, another fun thing that you can do if you are afraid of falling for crow. So let me demonstrate it one more time from the front. You're gonna go ahead, plant your hands, shoulders width distance apart. Make sure your fingertips are broad. You wanna really take up some space like jazz hands, ready? You're gonna plant them down, lift your hips up really high, bend your elbows back like chaturanga, not out to the side like uh, push-ups. We're going back like your chaturanga arms. Set your knees as high onto your triceps as you can. You look forward. Again, if you look down, you're gonna fall down. Look forward, lean forward, and then maybe think about lifting one foot and then the other. Eventually, you get a little bit more of the cat back. Bring those heels up closer to your bottom, and you work on straightening your arms. Alternatively, if that kind of balance is too hard, you can also bring your knees to the outsides of the triceps. This is often one where if I'm working with my football players, this is kind of how I tell them to get into it because you don't have to have as much balance. You can use your muscles. So hands stay in the exact same spot. You're gonna go ahead, open up those feet and knees a little bit wider so they can go to the outsides of the triceps. Squeeze the triceps, lean forward, look forward, play with lifting one or both feet, and then you are in your crow. The secret here when your knees are on the outsides of the triceps is you are squeezing like you're channeling your inner Suzanne Summers with that old school thigh master. That's the action that you need to help lift you up and hold you up. Thank you so much for watching today's tutorial on how to do Vekasana Crow Pose. Eventually you will be able to round up a little bit and straighten the arms and then you can start to do fun things like jumping into and out of crow and playing with only one knee on your arms for crow. But let's master these basics first. Make sure you know your Chaturanga, then practice your crows, get really good at holding these crows and then we will do more tutorials on how to do modifications and building onto that crow pose. I can't wait to see what you think. Go ahead and leave comments. I, if these uh, cues were good for you, if you were able to make a new breakthrough, let me know how long you can hold your crow pose. There's a, an old saying where if you can do, if you can hold your pose for 50 breaths, you know the pose, right? So right now I'm working on um, some different inversions and I've kind of gotten to the point where I've got 30 breaths and then I'm like dying. And so um, the goal is for 50 breaths, right? So I'm not saying that you have to get to 50 breaths today, but there, there is this old saying where if you can do it for 50 breaths, go for it. And guess what? You know the pose, right? So hashtag goals. Maybe we're just excited about holding at one breath. Maybe we're just excited about getting one foot off the ground. But let me know what you think. Let me know how long you can hold it. And let me know like other things that you can do once you get into crow. I can't wait to see you again soon. And if you like this tutorial, definitely make sure to like and subscribe to this channel. Thanks so much for watching. Again, my name is Jennifer Dixon with Thrive Yoga and Wellness and Thrive Online. Until the next time, see you later. Bye-bye.